0: This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer. I'm an energy worker and also a channel. I combine all those things to do uh, readings and energy work healing sessions and tutoring. And I also energetically program stones and crystals. They're batteries that give off energy that can interrupt the bad patterns in your life, help you make more proactive, grounded, saner decisions. All of that, including... uh, A bunch of channeled audio and astrology classes and uh, MP3s are at tdjacobs.com. So what I'm going to do today is a kind of a little audio lesson that's going to cover... It's kind of a specific thing, but I'm going to go into some depth and give you some stuff to chew on. If you have Pluto in the sign of Libra, and this is... um, A lot of the people, most of the people from, say, mid-1972, I think a little in 71, but but definitely mid-72-ish until uh, early 84. uh, Those births in those uh, almost 12 years have Pluto in the sign of Libra. So to get some good stuff out of this MP3 when you have, if you have Pluto in Libra, uh, look at your chart. So if you don't have software and you're not familiar how to make your chart, go to astro.com and create a free chart. This Because what I'm going to be explaining to you has to do with some uh, degrees, right? Some numbers of where your Pluto would be if it's in Libra. And only you can know that. As I sit here in my house recording this, I don't know where your Pluto, I don't know what degree your Pluto is. So anyway, I want, I also want, you know, to do as much as I can in general to inspire you to look at your chart, to draw up your chart, and to look in an ephemeris and to look at when things happen, when, to understand more about the motions of the planets and how it may affect you. So um, a lot about Pluto and Libra. I'm going to talk about Jupiter's transit through Libra a little bit. I'm going to talk about Uranus' transit through Aries, the opposite sign, a little bit. And then um, uh, right now... Why am I blanking? Hold on a second. Jeez Louise. What's going on in... Uh, oh yeah, Pluto and Capricorn. <laughs> Sorry. Transiting Pluto and Capricorn now. And, you know, it's a, it's a T-square. And currently, uh, planet Venus and Capricorn is pulling away from Pluto, but but it's a T-square between these planets. And I want to give you an idea, if you have Pluto and Libra, of what what this is doing. Because transits, the transiting planets, as they move in the sky, affecting you via convenient, you know, uh, mathematical degrees uh, in 30 degree increments, as they affect you, you're being asked certain questions. I take this idea from my teacher Steve Forrest that the transiting planets ask you questions. You can think of the universe asking you questions, you know, through this particular frequency or or part of life or you know function within your psyche. Um, but the the planets ask you questions. You're not, you know, inspired with no stimulation to do something new, a planet comes around, it conjuncts, it squares, whatever, it aspects a natal planet for you and puts pressure on you or presents an invitation. So I want to give you this idea and I'm, I'm inspired to do this because uh, this morning I did a reading for a man who was four years younger than I am. And yet he had Pluto and Libra in the 12th, like me. He had Chiron right on the Descendant, just like me. He had Uranus in the first house, just like me. He had Venus and Libra in the 12th, a handful of degrees above the horizon, above the Ascendant, just like me. Other details were different. He had a Scorpio rising, a Libra rising. But uh, what I was explaining to him about the Jupiter and Uranus transits, uh, you know, I was, I was telling my girlfriend just a little a little bit about it, nothing really personal, but just explaining how I was explaining it. And she said, that would be a great thing for, uh, you know, that would be a great thing for SoundCloud to teach this. So again, for you to get something out of it, if you have Pluto and Libra, you know, have your chart up or look it up or remember the degree because, uh, and then look up the, the uh, you know, the dates of these transits so you can get, you know, so you can really understand the time factor. Uh, for the transits, for the orbs, just as a general note, I will typically for an outer planet transit and uh, at Pluto and Uranus count here. And I mean, to some degree, maybe Jupiter too. I would count at absolute most like five degrees, but within two, two and a half degrees, uh, it's going to be it's going to be tighter. You may have intimations of the story or the question. You might have hints. Um, when it's at four and a half, five degrees, but it wouldn't be real and juicy and you know totally meaningful. The pressure wouldn't be on for you to make a choice or respond to it until it's tighter. So a lot of people might have you know specific uh, degree orbs, and, and I respect that. And for me, it's like you know if something's four degrees away, I'll tell the client about it, and then um, you know, and then I'll say, but beware that around this time frame, it will be loud. You know, you might have intimations or hints of it now. You know, you might see a little, uh, a little cloud gathering on the horizon. You know, but but by the time the the orb tightens up, it, it will come to it will come to find you and and ask you a challenging question. Um, okay, as far as an ephemeris goes. There's an online ephemeris that is very useful, and it's also on astro.com. You can just go look around for a 6,000-year astro.com. Ephemeris. Actually, I think it's more now. I think it's like 10,000 years or something. But anyway, go. You can look that up too. And there's a series of PDFs that you can choose from a list what year you're looking at. And what I want you to get used to is, um, you know, not just looking it up and finding it if you're not comfortable with that already. Like, oh, when did, you know when did Jupiter in 2016 hit 15 Libra, and that's where my Pluto is at 15, or 15, you know, when did that happen? But also to get, to get used to these ranges within which the planets move, like Pluto might go forward 3.5 degrees, station, go back 3.5 degrees, and then go forward 6 degrees, move back 3 degrees, this kind of back and forth thing, so that you understand that, especially with Uranus and Pluto in the kind of context I'm talking about today, uh, you're going to have multiple hits of outer planets to whatever point or planet in your chart we're talking about. Jupiter, depending on where it's hitting it in its in its, uh, direct, you know, in its cycle, retro versus direct, you might have three hits, you might have one. You know, it might be pretty quick with one uh, quick transit over it that lasts up to a couple weeks, or you might have it like drag out for several months because of the you know the retro factor, the retrograde periods. So, um, Pluto and Libra, I just want to give you a little overview so you understand where I'm going with this. Um, Pluto and Libra. Pluto is, let's start with Pluto. Uh, As many of you know, I focus quite a lot on Pluto. Um, And actually, speaking of Pluto and Libra, uh, on Astrology Hub uh, is now available the six-part or seven-part video course. It's a, a series of presentations, including some handout materials and stuff, on Pluto Generations, where there's an intro, a free intro covering the depth of how I treat Pluto as the marker of your soul's empowerment journey, what it sets out for you to figure out here on this planet, and then also um, seven generations, starting in Cancer, Pluto in Cancer, which starts in uh, the 19-teens, like I think 1913 or something, um, and then up to Pluto in Capricorn, which is where Capricorn is now. So basically, from people who are older, right, born, you know, the the oldest of our people, right, born uh, in in the teens and 20s and 30s, up to the people who are being born today. And it covers that. I'm really excited that that Amanda uh, Walsh over there at Astrology Hub has made that available for everybody. So that, uh, check that out. And this is just going to be a little snippet of the Pluto thing on Pluto and Libra. So Pluto, the marker of um, the empowerment journey, the soul sets out for the human. And... You know, what humans do is we tie empowerment to external markers and circumstances. If I have money, I feel like I can be confident, right? Strength, empowerment, confidence. Um, If I feel attractive, if I feel young, if I feel strong, if I feel, you know, in charge of something or that I have status or respect, I'll let myself be confident. But all those things, that the external markers that we tie empowerment to throughout human history can go away. So what I teach is an updated, kind of more spiritual path version of Plutonian empowerment, which is absolute, unflinching, unapologetic self-knowledge. So doing shadow work and looking at the monsters under the bed in your own emotional world. Looking, at, you know, in the landscape and seeing what scares you about yourself. What's a shadow? You know, what are you afraid to look at within yourself? pettiness, jealousy, greediness, rage, uh, lust, you know, intense desire, intense hatred, resentment, bitterness, sense of powerlessness, r- hating somebody else for having what you don't have, kind of jealousy kind of idea, and, and you know, kind of a, an unhealthy, envious jealousy thing. Um, to look at those things, and then absolute, or followed by absolute, unflinching, unapologetic self-acceptance. This is the only form of... A Plutonian empowerment that will actually empower you. Like figuring out your money shit and then earning money is not going to be true empowerment. It's going to take away your fears of survival. It's going to take away your fear of having a stigma of not having money, blah, blah, blah. The same way with uh, you know, feeling attractive or feeling that you have the respect of other people. You have to know yourself and respect yourself in order to have actual empowerment. And when that happens, nobody can disempower you. And that's true divine power. When you own the choice to make self respecting decisions, you have power. And when you like yourself on all levels, you're able to make res- self respecting decisions. So that's Pluto. What the soul has you doing in a bunch of lives is a bunch of roller coaster swings, ups and downs, uh, hills and dales, valleys and troughs. Right, valleys, troughs, hills, mountains. Yeah. So um, it's not all valleys and troughs. So. Uh, it's up and down. It's feeling powerful. It's feeling powerless. It's having the thing that makes you feel strong so you can be confident and then losing it or not being able to get that thing that you think will make everything better or will validate you or make you seem respectable and, uh, you know, as a worthy person in other people's eyes. The world is full of people living out these Plutonian stories of attainment and loss. You know, we, we have so many examples. It's, it's you know, just about everybody in Western culture is definitely doing this. And, and as Western culture, you know, is the main export of the West to the rest of the world, it, it's spreading. This is really maturing a, or, or coming to a, a head, this idea of what power and strength is. Libra is a sign of trying to create fairness, ba- balance, and harmony. You're, you're trying to create kindness to bring generosity. You don't know how to do it, you're trying to. So some of the methods of Libra are compromise and deferring to others, uh, being nice, not telling the truth, white lies, avoiding the truth, not participating so fully in relationships so you don't have to say yes and no so that nobody else gets mad at you or rejects you or says you're not likable, when Pluto is in Libra, there are different levels on which this works. One is justice, social justice, fairness between individuals, you know, on all kinds of different scales, fairness, justice, balance, harmony. Also art, it's another way of balance and harmony. You know, Working out tension to create something beautiful is a Libra thing as well. You don't like tension, so you try to make something beautiful out of it. But what I'm going to focus on today is relationship. Individual one-on-one relationships of various kinds—friendships, partnerships, marriages, dating—all these kinds of things with the with Libra. I'm going to focus on that because um, some of the pressures that are happening with Pluto square, you know, if you're in a certain age bracket and you have to look up where your Pluto is, then Pluto square Pluto, Pluto from Capricorn transiting Pluto, squaring your natal Pluto is bringing stuff up. It's called the you know Pluto Pluto square or Pluto square for short. Is how I often refer to it, and how I will continue to do so today. And if Jupiter is transiting your Pluto, which it's in Mid Libra right now, it's at 16 uh, as of today, December 1st. Um, you know, then then that is exacerbating the Pluto thing when it touches your Pluto, uh, and then Uranus opposing it. Uranus is today at 20 degrees and retrograding. Then Uranus is opposing it, so there's this activation right, that's happening for different people at different times. If your Pluto is in mid-Libra, you're experiencing a lot of this right now. Let's say if it's at 17 Libra, you're experiencing all of this right now, these three things at the same time, this T-square, um, you know, given a couple two to three degrees of orb. Uh, but if you're closer to 1972 or 73 then the Pluto square already happened. The Jupiter, square al- or the Jupiter conjunction already happened. The Uranus opposition already happened. So anyway, just, just be aware. And if you're born more like 82, 83, none of these three things have happened for you yet. And, I, and I'm charging you to learn how to read an ephemeris so you can be aware of this. You know, not just rely on some online site that tells you some range of dates. You don't know what orbit's using. Maybe you don't agree with that orb. Maybe it tells you a five-degree orb, and you're like, hell no, two-degree orb is the max. Or maybe it uses two and you're like, hell no, it's got to be five. So anyway, uh, empower yourself and learn this stuff so you can look it up if you don't know how to already. So Pluto, the empowerment journey, involves feeling confident and not confident for, in any sign. Pluto in Libra, um, my the wounding of the person is in Libra and the empowerment process potential is in Libra. Now, this Libra thing, when it comes to relationship, is a lot about how I understand you see me. I kind of have a joke when it comes to Aries, and we have these uh, you know, quick phrases like, um, I don't know. In Aries, we say, we're teaching astrology to, to, to you know, uh, newbies, and, and they say, I am. Uh, that's a phrase for Aries, the announcement of existence. And I, and I take that, and then I make the Libra thing... Uh, I, I, here's my Libra thing. So Aries says I am. Libra says, I think I know who I am because I perceive I understand who you think I am. So there's this whole like reflection thing when it comes to Libra trying to get you to like you, trying to get you to like me. Right? That's the idea. I want to be liked. I want togetherness. So I'm going to do what I can not to anger you, not to alienate you. Not to confuse you, I'm, I've probably dumb myself down. Maybe I'll become a chameleon. Maybe I'll never really tell you um, I hate your cooking because I want you to like me. Maybe I'll never tell you I don't want to go over to your house because I, I hate your furniture. It's uncomfortable. It makes me unhappy. And, and I always have a back problem the next day when I sit on your couch. Like, I don't want to upset you. I want you to like me. I want us to have togetherness and peace. So now Pluto and Libra people are expert at being chameleons. Not every single one will do it, and not everyone wants to do it, even those who do it, but there's this thing about avoiding your anger, your criticism, avoiding you scrutinizing me. This is Pluto in Libra. I'm afraid that you'll see who I am and not like me. Again, Pluto. There are things about me that I don't like, so I can't let you see them, and that might make me end up watching a bunch of movies with you that I don't want to watch that actually really bother me and give me bad dreams or make me sad, and I want to be sad, but I want you to like me. So the empowerment process with Pluto and Libra has a lot to do, and this is what the focus of this thing is today, this mp3 has a lot to do with experiencing yourself in relationship. Again, I think I know who I am because I perceive that I think I understand who you think I am or who you'd like me to be or who you think I should be or what you can't stand in me or whatever, who you'd like me to be. So the empowerment process is seeing, for Pluto and Libra people, is seeing the reflection of what relationships we are creating. All that is intro, just to get to that sentence. So you treat other people as reflecting what you're doing that you could stop doing or do more of, or what you're not doing that you could do. Well, you know What about yourself you could own, embrace, right? and what about yourself you could let go? That's, that's basically what all of your relationships boil down to if you're a human, but then if you have Pluto and Libra, the stakes are really high because there's multiple lives of pain and suffering and powerlessness about it. So some people with Pluto and Libra have a wounding about not being listened to or heard or noticed by others. Some of them will have lifetimes of loneliness or being with somebody but not connecting, like misconnection or disconnection. Uh, some of them will be surrounded by people but just need some time and space alone. There's a variety of relationship issues, Libra and Venus issues, that that are are. In the Pluto and Libra, you know, multi-life footlocker that that we drag around with us from life to life in our emotional bodies, Um, in different parts of your life, different things will come up. Like, I've had the loneliness thing. I've had the not being heard thing. I've had the realizing that you know I'm not making I'm not saying yes and no so these things are happening that don't work for me and I shouldn't be angry because I didn't show up as an equal you know I've had all this variety of things as all Pluto and Libra people will yet there tends to be one or two louder things of you know I could list to you 50 things and you'll relate to 20 or 30 of them but one or two really are hard and that's normal and that's because something under the surface needs healing. And when I talk about it, when I describe it, when I name it, when you think about it, or when it happens to you, it stings, because the the wound is open. It's on the surface. And that will change. You'll you'll resolve something. You'll make a choice. You'll and then you know, two years later, you'll notice another Pluto and Libra thing. Oh my gosh, she had that thing. Oh well, that wasn't that didn't used to be a problem, but now it really is. There you go. Things change. You evolve over time. You're resolving other life issues that get in the way now. So Pluto and Libra empowerment, paying attention to what you've manifested in other people. Now on SoundCloud here, there is a free MP3. It's like 20, 24 minutes from September when Jupiter entered Libra for the first time in the cycle. And uh, I did an MP3 called uh, Jupiter and Libra, What Are You Available For? And I talked about some of these things that are going to come up for all of us with Jupiter and Libra. Uh, And this is one of them. Noticing what's in front of us And instead of being frustrated with it or angry with another person or resentful or shut down or bitter or whatever, taking responsibility for the fact that it has been created because of what we have vibrated. That's true all the time. And Jupiter's expansion message in Libra is look at who you're surrounding yourself with because they're showing you, again, A, what about you? You could start doing and embrace and be healthy or stop doing and be healthy. Or what about you, um, you know, you don't own, that you don't embrace? Like you feel like you need somebody else to fill in a gap or complete you or something. You, you know, you're actually the divine already. What are you doing expecting somebody else to be charming, somebody else to be happy or optimistic, like, you know, someone else to be uh, wise? Like you have all these qualities, but what is it about this person that you can own in yourself? And knowing that all of our relationships this is set up by the souls involved, people come to us and we come to them because of what we need to see and what they need to see about uh, themselves, ourselves, respectively. So Pluto and Libra people now have Jupiter in Libra. Any imbalance, any chameleon garbage, any I don't want to make you mad because I need you to like me garbage is getting louder. Any tactics to try to charm you into liking me I might start to get desperate when Jupiter is in Libra on my Pluto because the the gap, the hole of loneliness or emptiness in me is exacerbated. Jupiter's saying, you know, whatever it touches, let's make it huge so you can deal with it one way or the other. You, think, you know, we're told in a lot of astrology, Jupiter transits are great. Sounds like very narrow-minded, non-depth-oriented, non-evolutionary, non-soul-based, non-spiritual, non-growth. Jupiter is great. Well, Jupiter actually shows you what crap you're carrying around so you can drop it, so the great thing can be picked up. So Pluto and Libra, I, I don't think you can see me. I, I don't think I matter as much as you. Uh, I need you to see me. I want you to listen to what I have to say. Things aren't fair here with us. Or I don't want to be in a relationship with you, but I'm afraid of being alone. Or I really want to be in a relationship with that person, but I'm terrified to say anything because I don't want to be rejected. Whatever it is with your Pluto and Libra stuff, during these 13 months of Jupiter and Libra, it's exacerbated. It's louder. So there is the opportunity to connect to show up as an equal more often and deeper. There is an opportunity to be more honest and to create more togetherness and to expand together through more honesty. And yet there is also the reality that before that can happen, you have to look at blocks you have to why that great aspect of life or situation is not already in your life. So Jupiter shows you the blocks. So as Jupiter passes over your natal Pluto and Libra, it's going to make it worse. If you have a gap of a gap within you and you feel like somebody else is going to complete you, you'll find out nobody will. If you feel an empty hole of loneliness or spiritual desolation because you need to connect your heart with somebody. You know like I mentioned the client today put on the 12th like I did and we both kind of had this this Pluto and Libra loneliness thing that that you know has been exacerbated at different times and has been a problem. Um you know Pluto on the 12th, that's you know that's a specific house placement but but um, whatever the wounding is, whatever keeps you from feeling confident in Libra situations, creatively, you know, artistically, uh, and that's all kind of creativity, all kinds. Uh, in relationships with others, you know, all those things, whatever keeps you back needs to be resolved, and Jupiter will make it worse in the short term. So I want you to look at the ephemeris and know. You know where it is in in these thirteen months as it passes over your Pluto. Like my Pluto is at three and a half degrees Libra, so it happened. You know, went over early. It's not going back uh, in this cycle. And and I had this. I had the fear exacerbated. I thought about doing this kind of MP three then, but now it's kind of with this T square brewing. It, it you know it seems to make more sense for more people. Um. So the fairness thing, the loneliness thing, the uh, you know, uh, are we equals? Am I showing up? Do you even know who I am? Um, do you like me for more than how I look or what I sound like, you know, kind of charm and the beauty part of Libra? Some people put on Libra have problems being, uh, found attractive. You know, do you, do you even see, I, uh, you know, whatever, like the thing, uh, um, you know, like, like, you're, you know, there's like, there's like the stereotype in this joke of like, uh, Like the man's looking at the woman's chest and she says, I'm up here. Like her mouth says, I'm up here because she is, you know, up there. Um, and, And there's that thing about objectification with Pluto and Libra. That's a hard one for people. You might have the other side of it where you have a problem finding other people beautiful or letting them know, finding them attractive. You might have lifetimes of misusing sexual energy in order to be liked or to make sure you have food on the table or to be loved or to know you're safe or for money. Pluto and Libra, you know, it's one of the signatures where we might become empowered in Plutonian ways, including, you know, money in that 3D paradigm I talked about with empowerment of things and not just, you know, self-awareness and self-knowledge and self-acceptance. You know, we might, you know, use our beauty and or sexuality to prosper. So all these things are possible, but for a lot of people, it's being heard and seen. It's being acknowledged. It's being you know asked your opinion instead of treat instead of being treated like a nice person who doesn't have substance or a beautiful person who's just beautiful, whatever it is. There, uh, a lot of people with Pluto and Libra have these have these issues, and then for others, it's a loneliness and the sense of I can't do what I came to the planet to do without a partner, right? And that you have to look at why you don't feel whole and complete within yourself. For many, many people with Pluto and Libra, there is an unresolved issue of loss or betrayal and or betrayal and or death and or being left and dumped or having to dump somebody else and leaving, you know, abandonment, either either, either side of the equation, from another life. It would be echoed in this life, but the core, the worst thing would be from another life. So why can I not feel confident within myself if I'm not in a relationship, Pluto and Libra person might ask? Some of the answer is going to be because I need to resolve being dumped in some other life. I need to resolve having my spouse, my lifelong partner, die. I need to resolve dying early and leaving somebody I wanted to take care of forever. You know, that kind of memory on the deathbed and the, and the spouse is left. These are Pluto and Libra wounds. The pain that can happen, the worst stuff that can happen regarding death in Libra. Also violence. I uh, was willing to be charming and attractive and I got raped. Pluto and Libra, power related to beauty, being overpowered because of attractiveness or because of somebody's desire. I mentioned lust earlier as a Plutonian uh, keyword. So rape is another one. You know, just a very existence of lust, you know, desire and then lust and then also and also the violence that, that that can happen when people don't know how to control their shit and don't know how to deal with their feelings and don't know how to heal things and get grounded and manage their energies. So these are all kinds of things that may be in your space, that may be in your field. Maybe one of them is up. So Jupiter has been pushing the button saying it's got to feel bigger So you can finally do something about it to release yourself from it so you're free. That's the Jupiter expansion. Changing gears. The Pluto square. Pluto square Pluto. When Pluto reaches about 90 degrees from your natal placement. And you have uh, the monsters under the bed come out and sit at the table with you. And you see that they're not as scary as you thought they were now that you're looking at them. It's a process of confronting fear. But before this wonderful thing can happen, you actually have to go through the fear. The fear is exacerbated. Your worst fear seems to try to come true or actually is coming true. Seems like it is coming true, your worst fear. Loneliness, abandonment, overpowerment, uh, nobody listens to you, people won't take you seriously, somebody treating you like a beauty object, like something in here with Pluto and Libra. Um, The worst fear comes true. You are alone. You think you should be alone. Obviously, you deserve to be alone. Nobody loves you. Here's the the list of, you know, 722 things that are terrible about you plus the list of 4,913 things that you've done in your life that make you a terrible person. Jeez. You know, we're over 5,000 things on this list now. That's really hard to deal with. Anyway, that's like Pluto square Pluto stuff. And Pluto and Capricorn is about structures, authority figures, discipline, hardship, lack, work. All of those kinds of things pressuring, like be- being the scenarios and circumstances uh, under which the loneliness or the objectification Or the betrayal, or the lying, or the backstabbing, or whatever happens. So it's like Pluto and Capricorn stimulation that brings up your Pluto, you know. And what Capricorn says to Libra, by the way, and you can do this all the way around the zodiac. It's kind of fun to do. But Capricorn's bias toward Libra, because planets or sorry, signs that are naturally square each other, they're the same quality. uh, Like we're talking about uh, cardinal signs. But they have very different ways. of the different uh, element. Cardinal Earth, which is practical. And Cardinal Air, which is mental and relational. So the criticism to your sensitive Libra self, where you're trying to get along and you want to be liked, criticism from Capricorn is, you know what? You could actually create the world to be a better place, but you're wasting so much time worrying what others think of you. Grow up. That's the criticism. Like you're so focused on what you think is missing within you that you're not willing to own your own authority and be a strong version of yourself. So if you think of that in terms of this Pluto square Pluto and the fears, if your fear is loneliness and it seems to be becoming true or is, the Pluto message from Capricorn, the square is, decide that you're whole and complete unto yourself and stop waiting for someone else to complete you. Stop assuming that somebody else will make you feel better about yourself or the fact of another person's presence. Having a relationship is going to be good for you. So you might actually, during the Pluto Square, manifest relationships that aren't good for you. Part of you says... Oh, thank God. Ah, now I can sigh a big sigh of relief because I'm not alone and I have somebody who loves me and look into his or her eyes or dog, his or her eyes and look at the love shining back at me and how he or she licks my face. Dog or person, whatever it is. You, um, you know, look at that. I can finally relax because there I'm being validated. Oh, and that person will not be available to validate you or will look at you with critical Capricorn eyes. And you will feel torn open and laid bare and as if the vultures are on their way because surely you're done. So, so, you know, on the other hand, you connect with somebody great, but that person's work leaves you feeling lonely. You know, maybe that person has a spike in his or her career. You know, maybe there's a wonderful thing that person is creating that's finally taking off. And there you are, and you have so much time on your hands. Your natural Pluto and Libra sadness of feeling a little depressive might come up. So the the Capricorn circumstances, necessity, hardship, you know, structure, discipline, authority, work, responsibilities, right, will 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 be a contributory to you not getting the connection that you need. Okay. So that's the Pluto uh, thing, a Pluto square Pluto thing from Capricorn. The trick with Pluto square Pluto is to face the fears and decide you're stronger than those fears. The part of you feeling the fear believes you are not stronger than those fears. This is, uh, you know, I offer energetically programmed onyx for, in part, this purpose. It's good for trauma, uh, it's good for dealing with deep grief, and it's good for all plutonium problems in general, no matter the sign placement or house placement, or aspects in your chart. Um, I actually just finished polishing another dozen pieces yesterday, so I'm I'm thrilled. I love, you know, I have times when I don't like working with it because I don't want to spend all my time in Pluto land, uh, but it's empowering. You know, it, it helps It helps give a boost of confidence. So you can check that out at tdjacobs.com if you're interested in, uh, you know, getting some support in facing fears, like confronting what you're afraid of about yourself or the world or, you know, any part of you, you you're afraid to look at or deal with. So, Pluto square Pluto, you look at the fear and you decide to be stronger. That's all Pluto wants from you, is for you to stop avoiding what you're afraid of. Okay. Now, moving on to the Uranus and Aries bit that is opposing people's Plutos in Libra. Uranus is the planet of individuation creating freedom and busting out of what confines you. Transiting Uranus asks the questions: uh, Are you free? Do you have elbow room? Are you fully alive? Are you bored? Are you willing to be bored because you're afraid of taking a risk? Especially Uranus and Aries, the sign of being bold and instinctive and not, and doing things without thinking, like you know, ref- reflexes and instinctive action, unmediated responses you know, or unmediated, sorry, not unremediated, unmediated responses. Like Libra is a sign of mediation and balancing things, weighing options, being deliberate and considering things, and then making a choice, you know, a moment later or 10 years later. Aries is that spontaneous, instinctive response. So Uranus, transiting through Aries in general, says, uh, what are you doing to free yourself? To be bold to be creative, to be totally free. What trail do you need to blaze for yourself right now? Um, right now transiting Uranus is with the dwarf planet Eris, spelled E-R-I-S. It's been was named by astronomers in early 2005 uh, you know, or discovered and then, you know, given a numeric alphanumeric designation, and then in 2006 was given the name Eris. She's the Greek goddess of strife and discord. So for several years now, and we're kind of in the middle of this, you know, I don't know, several year process, uh, the two are together. So all questions about freeing yourself right now are wrapped up in heiress realities. And this is about uh, pushing people's buttons and having your own buttons pushed, having your own raw nerves exposed, something you're vulnerable about, having it either used against you or inadvertently brought up. Somebody stirs it. The example I always use is uh, you and I are friends. Uh, we're going to go out for tea. I'm uh, driving to your house, and uh, all I'm thinking about is this problem I'm having with my partner. I'm like, oh, we're having this problem. I don't know how to deal with it. I, it really vexes me, and it's, I just really I don't know what to do, and it kind of stings, right? I get to uh, your place. You get in the car, and you don't know that I've been thinking about this. And all you can talk about is how awesome your partner is. On and on and on and on. And I'm sitting there wishing you would stop, wondering if I should get you to change a subject or wondering, if, but I'm getting frustrated because you are, you know, sticking a red hot poker in my raw nerve. Everything you say hurts me. Do I blame you for that or do I accept that you are actually being a catalyst and showing me that this thing hurts? I need to heal it. It's not going away just because I buried it. Or just because I don't know what to do with it doesn't mean it can't be healed, but I have to work on it. You know, what do I do? That's Aries. So right now, setting yourself free with Uranus and Aries has a lot to do with that energy. Am I willing to potentially ruffle your feathers and make you feel small or, or or trigger you into feeling small with something you need to heal, you know, catalyzing your growth in an uncomfortable way? Or do I hold myself back so, you know, I don't bother you and I don't uh, I don't want to see you hurt? So, am I fully alive in your presence, or am I worried about triggering your crap that you don't know how to deal with yet? You might blame me for, quote, hurting you, unquote. So, these two together in Aries ask if you are willing to be bold to be fully alive at self-responsible and not assume you're responsible for others' reactions to you. When, that is a, when those two oppose, your Pluto and Libra, and and not everybody's Pluto and Libra will be opposed by these two. For instance, you know because you don't maybe you don't know this, but Eris's orbit is at this count about 558 years around the sun. So everybody who has you know everybody alive on the planet who's under 90 years old actually now just 90 people who are older than 90 might have it in Pisces. But if you're under 90 now, you have it because it's full time from, I believe, October or November of 1926. It's full-time in Aries. So people will say it's not useful on the personal level, and I disagree wholeheartedly. I've developed a teaching, and I'm working slowly on a book about this. Uh, the archetypal process of really understanding what strife and fire, lighting fires under people and having your buttons pushed means and this growth opportunity of being catalyzed just, you know, uncomfortably Uh, But so most people will say it's not that useful except for mundane things or generational aspects. Well, almost everybody alive on the planet has it in Aries. So my Eris is at 12 Aries, but my Pluto is at 3.5 Libra. So Eris never opposed my Pluto is what I'm getting at. So it's really only if your Pluto is, you know, I don't know, 15, 25 degrees between that range where you're going to have you know, in this lifetime, you know, this, you know, Uranus opposing it, you know, Uranus opposing it together. Anyway, so moving on. So Pluto and Libra, I want to get along. I want you to like me. Please like me. Please tell me I'm good. Please don't leave me alone too long. Please, you know, this like sad, you know, trailing off, don't leave me alone. Pluto and Libra pain. That's opposed by these two planets that are that are in this sign of, of fiery instinct, new beginnings, initiations. So you're going to get inspiration to be original and break free, perhaps change the terms of a relationship or end it all together. But you might not want to because you're afraid of being alone. So that you know so here's this pressure, Uranus and Aries opposing your Pluto and Libra. Are you free? Are you staying in something that doesn't work for you, a dynamic or relationship of some kind, whether professional or personal, because you think you're not enough to make it on your own? Because you think you don't have the confidence or you're not worth stepping out on your own and breaking free from abuse, being ignored, being controlled, objectification, boredom, lack of chemistry, but they like you and they find you attractive. You just can't stand to kiss him. You know, like, like, are you, you know, this kind of Pluto and Libra thing, I, I, I want you to like me so much, I want you to want me so much, so I feel that my life is worth something. This is extreme, and it's pathetic, and this is what we're dealing with. <laughs> this, this is it. I need you to like me, so I have some reason to like myself. That's a Pluto and Libra pain and one. My voice almost uh, quaked when I said that. But Pluto and Libra pain. You know, it's a, it, Because this is what we're dealing with. It is sad and pathetic. But Pluto and Libra people are learning to validate the self through a series of relationships that are had in hopes of being validated by the other, but it will never happen. So I told this client this morning, and I tell it to myself all the time, no one is ever going to save you that hole, that emptiness within you, no one will ever love you in a way that fills it in. Because you have spent so many lifetimes banking on the love of others to make you feel lovable that you now must turn this barge around, turn this gigantic ocean liner around. And stop expecting and hoping and waiting for and chameleoning yourself so that others will validate you. They won't. They can't. In the channeled book, Approaching Love, and this is also uh, an MP3 on my site called Approaching Love. Uh, or, or uh, It's a series of three channeled MP3s from Ascended Master Jehudi. Some of the first ones I, I brought through, actually, in 2010 or 11. 2010, I guess. Um, where he says, you know, it's about karmic relationships. And he says, uh, you know, every single person has a series of relationships which prove that or would show you, show the person that no one else is going to love you the way that you need. People with Pluto and Libra have been cycling through so many lifetimes of being disappointed about this and hurt and then yearning and wanting and trying more and chameleoning more in order to try to get it, but it's never going to happen. So if, you'll, if you have Pluto and Libra, you have to decide that no one else is more powerful than you in the self-validation arena. And when you validate yourself and you own that you have this thing that seems lacking, this sense of emptiness, or this sense of, I don't know how to let you go, or the sense of, I don't know if I can make it without you, or if only you were in my life and my bed, then I could finally be happy and write that novel. My heart would finally be open and I could do that amazing thing that is in my heart to do, but I think I need you to do it. I need you here in order for me to do it. When you get over that crap, then you see the beauty and empowerment potentials in every relationship because every other person is only in your life to show you, again, what you need to own and embrace or own and release about yourself relationships are the key drivers for every human life the key growth instigators you know family relationships group and one-on-one stuff and then then then, then uh, people in school and authority figures and teachers and then friends and you know people socially and then you know in a you know community atmosphere and and dating and sex and relationships are the biggest drivers of your evolution. But the people with Pluto and Libra come into life already bent out of shape with weird expectations, sense of unmet needs, sense of emptiness that need you know, that I need to be completed or whatever, or, you know, these expectations that you treat me a certain way or don't treat me a certain way or that I have to treat you a certain way or I have to clean up after you or nurse your mommy crap that's unprocessed from 50 years ago. Like, you know, we we all have something bent out of shape because that's the nature of everyone's Pluto, you know, cache of multi-life memories. So the people with Pluto and Libra come in already bent out of shape, you know, crooked, wounded, pained, angry, Bitter, resentful, depressed, depressive, you know, perhaps even suicidal, self-destructive because of the Libran reality. So when you look at all other people as in your life, as divine messengers, as souls, in the conspiracy of love, when you see that, then you can appreciate what's actually happening and be grateful and begin to prosper in Libran ways together without clinging or holding on to somebody i realized i meant at the beginning of this mp3 uh i meant to mention so i'm going to mention it now and if you've gotten all the way through this mp3 and you're into these themes be aware (laughs) that in from april 13th through 16th, 2017 i'm doing a four day healing intensive here in tucson arizona for a small group for five or six people four day healing intensive including using your chart, channeling your spirit guides, doing energy work, channeling the Ascended Master and the Archangel that I work with, and uh, doing a variety of techniques so you understand what your soul has you here to do with relationships. It's called the divine reflection, relationship, karma, and soul. So I did this with family issues in August in Tucson with five people, and it was amazing. It was profound. And I'll do the family thing again. But this relationship thing is next, April 13th through 16th here in Tucson. You can see that on the healing courses of tdjacobs.com, that part of my site. It's like a three and a half, four page flyer about it with all the details. But but this, you know, to get to the core of what your soul is trying to have you learn through your relationships and then having you own those things as well as resolving old relationships that it's hard to let go of uh, as well as understanding the people you're attracting and why you are attracting them. What are you supposed to be learning? And so this is going to be some depth work. This is going to be some really deep stuff. And uh, and uh, I, I love doing intensive work. I love doing intense work. Uh, and this is going to be in April of 2017. So the divine reflection. It's the first listing on the Healing Courses uh, page of my site. And it's just, it's just so important because, especially for people with Pluto and Libra, who are operating under a set of karmic, that are based in belief, multi-life beliefs, about what relationships should be like, what they should be for, what they are for, who I should be in relationship, who that other person is supposed to be. All of this stuff is imbalanced. It's not based in truth. And everybody's Pluto stuff, whatever sign and house it's in, indicates the unconscious cache of multi-life memories that's guiding conscious behavior. So all people with Pluto and Libra are learning through relationships as is everybody else, but we don't know the terms. And this is not just for people with Pluto and Libra. It's open to anybody, because relationships, as I said, are the primary driver of all human growth. But I just am uh, thinking about it now as I'm talking about, you know, this relationship stuff with the Pluto and Libra and these activations with this uh, transiting T-square of Jupiter and Pluto and, uh, and Uranus and Eris together. So, yeah, this is going to be a great time uh, four days. I, I rent a house, and you can stay there if you want, or you can stay at a local hotel or Airbnb or something. We have the program in the house, and people stay there. You work out your own food and I can run you on errands to get food and stuff. But people also go out to restaurants and uh, and walk around and kind of see the town. And, yeah, four days of a healing intensive. So, anyway, it's called The Divine Reflection. Check it out at tdjacobs.com. And, uh, you know, and also check out the, um, the uh, Jupiter and Libra, what are you available for, MP3. Thank you for your time and energy. I hope this has been helpful for you. And uh, you can check out all of them, what I'm up to and what I'm doing at tdjacobs.com. Be well.